Sustain Your Rumble is co-produced by Cutprint Podcast Network. Big thanks to the show managers and producers for making this episode possible. Make sure to visit www.cutprintpodcast.com and their official channels on Facebook, Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts to check out an amazing lineup of original Filipino shows you surely will get obsessed with. We see a, a building that's like not good, or kaya we see something that's not good, then we say our piece, no? That again is Sea Belmonte, the head of technical services group at Fort Bonifacio Development Group, back for another time. And those idea exchange helped us with getting those feedback so that we can build well. And the things that we build will have a good impact to the environment as well as the people. True enough, there is an ongoing clamor pagdating sa pagtatayo ng mga cities o yung mga malalaking lungsod na nagtataguyod ng pangangailangan ng mga tao. There are more and more civil societies and non-profit organizations that engage people regardless of age, gender, or background on the mission of building sustainable cities. Ngayon, patuloy na lumulobo ang populasyon sa mga urban centers tulad ng aming itinalakay noong episode 18 o Helter Skelter na mas lalong nagiging malinaw ang mga balakid patungkol sa usaping ito. Tama ka dyan, Jonas. That is a very critical question that we need answers to. It seems like other countries have figured out the principles that we can adopt and localize to fit into our culture. Did you know na ang mga urban centers sa mga Scandinavian countries ay tinaguro ang gold standard pagdating sa livable cities? As a matter of fact, Copenhagen in Denmark, Stockholm in Sweden, Oslo in Norway, and Helsinki in Finland ay kabilang sa top 25 cities na may pinakamagandang quality of living in 2019. Ito ay ayon sa pag-aaral ng Monocle, isang global consulting firm. Stockholm also recently came second for sustainability in the Arcadis Sustainable Cities Index. Di na rin siguro tayo lalayo pa. Well, although cliche na ito, narinan naman ang Singapore na isang napakaliit at mahirap na bansa noon, pero naituturin na progresibo at increasingly sustainable ngayon. Imagine, it's Singapore has no natural resource. They even have to import water. Imagine, but how did they become such a successful country? Yan ulit si Panya Bonsirithro, founder of City Hub. And if you go to Singapore, every place there, they have a, ano, a guideline na how many percent will be green spaces, how many percent will be development. So if you go to their airport, it's so beautiful. They even have uh, in the city that their park, I mean, they mix the nature with some high-tech structures. It's so uh, lovely. So this begs the question, how do we then define a sustainable city in the sense that the entire city itself is inclusive, environmentally protective, breathable, innovative, but most of all, safe? It's really to cater to the current needs. It's not just making the plan. Usually, the plan that we have 20 years ago is not applicable to anymore. That's why we continuously upgrade. 
and make what we have yet. This is Sustainer Rumble, the podcast that explores critical issues on sustainable development in the Philippines. I am Fritz Chicago. And I am Jonas Marie Dumdum. In this episode, let's talk about how we can make Manila healthier and more sustainable. Lagi naman nating naririnig at, well, we can express it, that the fight in hitting the 17 Sustainable Development Goals will be decided sa ating mga malalaking syudad. This is where we will find out if our society has what it takes to achieve complete sustainability dahil sa mga maisasagawa ng mga naglalakihang mga lungsod kung saan nanggagaling ang naglalakihang industrial at commercial activities na nagpapatakbo ng ekonomiya ay uulitin sa mga rural at mga peri-urban areas na patungo pa lang sa paglago. Sustainable Development Goal 11 is about sustainable cities and communities. This is where the end in mind is making cities and human settlements strong, resilient, and all-encompassing. Deloitte has identified 12 key trends that could be generally applicable to growing cities and urban centers worldwide. At kabilang na dito, ang tinatawag na 15-minute city at intelligent mobility. Like now, what is the emerging concept? It's the 15-minute city to make it walkable. Before, we used to plan for how many, the volume of the cars that's coming in. But now it's converting roads into uh, walkways so that people will be encouraged to walk. And then encouraging active lifestyle to allow people to walk and then use their bikes. Kasi uso-uso ngayon. Pero more than the uso, it's the positive things that you you get from walking and biking. We covered the principle of mixed-use development, intermodal mobility, at pedestrianization in episode 17, 21, and episode 12, respectively. The main essence in this is to enable local neighborhoods to become multi-purpose. This way, mapapatigil natin ang pagtatayo ng pagkahabahabang mga low-density housing na wala ng basic services at green spaces sa komunidad. When that happens, the local communities would not depend on using vehicles to fulfill their basic needs, lessen the risks of natural disasters tulad ng extreme heat and flooding, and foster a healthy culture and oneness within the neighborhood. 34% of the whole BGC is planned to be an open space. In this way, since yung mga time pa ng aming mga master planner, which was ages ago, it was planned that way to encourage uh, active lifestyle and street life as well. No? By putting in uh, e-bikes, making bike sharing in the city, encouraging active lifestyle contributes to reduce congestion in the roads. No? Ito, encouraging movement outside urban city. Of course, that's part of planning on how to minimize uh, environmental issue in the, in the urban areas. Ito yung mga, I'm sure tinitingnan outside, but more so, this is also how we look at when we do the development inside UGC. Originally, there was a master plan para maraming roads to cater to the traffic, to bring up the economy. But now, we converted it into, ano, we closed down roads, uh, We reinvented it. Yung sidewalk, we wanted to make it more lively. We planted more trees. We make sure that it's more exciting. That's why we need to know, you know, reinvent uh, urban space. 
but the natural or the trees, they buy you plant what you plant to make sure that it's also not just manicure. And we, we just do not plant trees that, you know, will not make it pretty. We also plant endemic trees to make sure that we continue with making sure that what we have in the Philippines stays, no? Para hindi mamatay na lang yung mga dati nating puno. It is great sight to see certain microcosms of the future in Metro Manila, tulad na lang ng BGC, kung saan ang mga tao are the main priority of modernization and development. At dahil sa pagdami ng mga tao sa NCR, ang susunod na hamon ay ang pagkakaroon ng maayos at sapat na tirahan na hindi lamang para sa isa kundi para na rin sa kanilang magiging pamilya. So what Panya did is to start City Hub where he aimed to address this gap by providing low-cost housing in key areas in the city so workers would not have to settle in isolated relocation sites. As you may notice, in urban cities like Metro Manila, there are a lot of uh, residential developments. You will see cranes, construction work, left and right. But a lot of the spaces or housing developments are more catered for the upper or middle market. So what we do is we try to come up with a win-win situation wherein we can have in-city low-cost housing. Now, government has always had uh, this concern about housing. There's always a housing shortage, especially for low-cost. But a lot of times the solution is what they do is they try to look for land properties outside Metro Manila because Metro Manila is too expensive. So that's where they build all these housing developments. What we did to solve this, uh, we tried to partner with uh, private citizens, idle landowners. You might be surprised to be saying, oh, there are so many, I mean, Manila is so congested. Are there still open properties or idle properties? You know, you'd be surprised. You go around Makati, Salcedo, Ligaspi village, Between towering office buildings, you'd see one huge empty lot being used as parking. Here we are, we come up with a win-win situation. Once we have identified this idle property, we then talk to the property owner. So we say that, oh, why don't we do a joint venture? While you're waiting for your property appraisal, uh, let's uh, do a dormitory housing for workers. And after five, 10 years, when you decide, oh, I want to sell my property or I, I want to build something, We can easily move this because it's mobile. So this is where we came up with the concept of using this old shipping containers to convert into our dormitories. So once we have identified this property and have made the arrangement with the owners, we then uh, bring in the containers, stack them together, and voila, you have your low-cost housing in city. And then when the owner needs a property, wants to sell the property, we call in the trucks, transport it to the next idle property. Speaking of city centers, ano-ano ang mga ginagawa upang ang mga buildings at facilities ay alinsunod sa green building standards? Yung renewable energy source, if I may share, most of our buildings already are using power from renewable energy. No? Meralco kasi, di ba alam mo naman, Meralco uses renewable and then the, the coal the coal-generated electricity, pero yung mga buildings namin, all those pwedeng pumasok doon sa Ricoa, the retail electric purchase option, we did that. So most of our buildings are already enrolled because we are more aware of the carbon emission, eh, di ba? Kaya kami, yung mga buildings namin, which uses one megawatt, malalaking, malalaking requirement 
So we apply them to renewable energy. Ang ARCOA or abbreviated as RCOA or the Retail Competition and Open Access na kung saan ang mga buildings ay may average peak power demand ng at least 1 megawatt ay may oportunidad to secure renewable energy contracts sold on retail by licensed retail electric liars or RES. Ito'y upang palitan ang katilang power source from coal-based to renewable energy. And then for the indoor, integrating greens in the design, both interior and exterior. Not necessarily, and sometimes it's not just green no, that makes it, ano, but being aware yung mga lead requirements, magagawa ka ng more open vents, open windows, not so much glass, so that you know it helps you reduce carbon emission, CO2 emission. For the natural disasters, capacity development and building for disasters, so that you plan the building to make sure that it's based on the standards na kayang ibaba ang tao when there's a need to go down because something's gonna happen. No? Uh, more study on risk reduction, mindsetting the citizens for preparedness. LEAD, on the other hand, stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design, which basically provides a framework for buildings to be cost-saving and energy-efficient. Habang ating patuloy na nire-renovate ang mga buildings upang tumugon sa mga standards na ito, mahalaga rin na matulungang i-develop ang kaalaman ng mga tao sa mga dapat gawin pagdating ng sakuna upang maiwasan ang mga hindi inaasahang pangyayari. Now, what's the practice for our heritage sites in all of these developments in becoming sustainable and green? As previously tackled in episode 28, the waning Filipino heritage, heritage sites are all the more prone to destruction as society plans to go full steam ahead in modernizing. At dito din natin questionin at pag-uusapan, ano ba talaga ang ibig sabihin ng pag-modernize? Ito lang ba ay pagpapalago at pagpapalit? O di kaya... Mas maganda kung pagpapalago at yung pagpapanatili. I believe that one way is uh, we have to find a way how to monetize heritage sites. It's all about, sad to say, it's all about money. If you don't make money, and you will demolish it and find something that will make money. Although, there, we have a lot of heritage sites that we were able to monetize to tourism. That's why they're able to be maintained. Like Intramuros, for example. So still, we still have uh, Intramuros uh, because it's also a tourist place. We're able to uh, mix it with some commercial spaces. Um, as long I, as we I, keep them relevant uh, and uh, they can monetize, then we'll be able to preserve them. I think development of the of an old city does not mean that you forget all about your your heritage, that you forget all about history, but maybe it's a modern interpretation of what it was, so that people and your children and your children's children will still remember, oh, this is really modern, but this is how it came to be. Ito ang iilan sa mga importanteng aspeto in making a city sustainable. It is important to be aware that there are more areas to consider to holistically create a city that is humane for people from all walks of life. Iilang pang kabilang sa konsiderasyon ay ang pagtayo ng integridad na infrastructure for the provision of environmental resources such as water, sanitation, solid waste management at drainage, 
at food systems na kung saan may kakayahan ang lungsod na magproduce ng sarili nitong organic na pagkain. Ngunit ano nga ba ang masasabi nating pinakasikreto sa pagtatayo para maging epektibo ang ating pagpaplano at yung mga execution ng mga programang kinakailangang isagawa? That's why we created spaces to celebrate different passions. And we see that our community supports that development because they they are the ones who drive itong spaces na to that was suited for their passion. Ginagamit nila and minemaintain nila. So it's participative development both of community, by the developer who put in the seed, by the community who, who uses it and continuously builds on it. Participative or the more commonly termed as participatory development, enables most actors, most especially the people, to be part of the discussions where they are the focus. It is having the capability to understand the deeply fundamental things na bumubuo sa mga pangangailangan ng mga tao and then reason up from there to create and enact plans and programs na siyang tailor-fit sa unique needs ng mga tao mula sa pinakamaliliit na baryo hanggang sa pinakamalalaking bansa. And this is how the youth, basically kayo, <laughs> can realize that your purpose in making an impact and grab the opportunities to join discussions, be involved, ideate solutions, and use your time and energy to do something meaningful for the sake of building a city that works best for the less privileged first. Let us use the Japanese concept in finding meaning or purpose. Sinasabi nilang ikigai in this context. According to ikigai, there are four things that you have balanced. Number one, what is your passion? Number two, what you're good at? Number three, what the world needs? Number four, what you can uh, be paid for? Or you have to be sustainable. Naman. So one way you can easily do this is get a piece of paper, draw four columns. First column, passion. Write it down. You like reading, you like poetry, you like photography, cooking, you like math, you like public speaking. Write it all down. Number two, what you're good at. Of course, let's say, for example, if you're passionate about singing, but you're not good at singing, it won't work out, right? So write what you're good at. Number three, what the world needs. I say, if the world doesn't need it, it won't happen. I mean, nobody's going to support it. So maybe in this category, you can put the UN SDG goals, poverty, alleviation, climate change, gender equality, you know. And lastly, what you can get paid for. Once you have all those listed down and then you start crossing it out, you will then eventually find your ikigai. So when you do your ikigai when you're 13, when you're 20, 13 is when you're just a graduate high school, when you're 20, when you graduate college, and 40 and 60, it will be different. Kasi your life experience, hindi naman stationary yung ano mo eh, life eh. Your life experiences grow. So it might change. Things will change. Now in this way, you're doing something that you're passionate about, that you love, but still being sustainable. Thank you for listening to our episodes about making Manila healthier and more sustainable. If you liked this episode, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and share these among your friends. Let us all work together to build awareness on issues that matter, starting with spreading evidence-based information. And stay tuned to our Rumble Talks Live as we openly discuss about the takeaways in these episodes and perhaps exchange thoughts with some thought leaders in this area as well. That will be streamed on our Facebook account, 
which you can find linked in this episode's description box. Don't forget to subscribe to our show and tick the Get Notified on New Episodes button if you are on Spotify so that you will be first in line when a new episode drops. And for partnership proposals or service inquiries, just send us an email at sustainerumbleteam at gmail.com. If you are thinking about producing podcast content for a project, we offer end-to-end production services, including social media marketing. Just ensure that you send an email inquiry so we can accommodate you. Until next time!